Well, hello folks, and welcome to We The Peeps. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know all those things that you need to know, that you should have known about the USMNT. About the Canadian national team. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Clayton, about Agbo, Agbo and uh, what's the other one? Agbo and Adakugbe. Oh, God. Um, Oh, boy. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. I'm Clayton. I'm an artist. I'm Ty. I'm embarrassed and ashamed. And this is what it feels like to lose to the underdogs. It's We The Peeps. It's We The Peeps. Welcome to We The Peeps. Are you ready for We The Peeps? Holy moly, it's We The Peeps. Folks, the game was USA vs. Canada. And um, Ka-anada. Ka-anada. I apologize for the butchering of the names at the opening of this episode. Please, Clayton. You don't des- y'all don't deserve that. Canada, put some respect on Canada's name. John Herdman for president of Canada. <laughs> this is happening. What in God's name? The U.S. spoiler alert just lost 2-0. In the World Cup qualifiers to Kaanada, this just in breaking news. We're going to talk about all that, but before we do, doop 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 doop. Uh, let's do a little housekeeping. As always, folks, five stars on iTunes makes a huge difference. We are almost twelve percent of the way there. Yes, it went up from last time, and no, that's not because we gained a review. It's because we did the math a little differently this time. Almost 12% to 1,000 reviews. We fudged, we nudged, we nudged, and we fudged. Um, Nudging fumbers. Guys, hit us with a five-star. We'll read your review on the show. Find us on Twitter at WTPPod. And also um, support us on the Patreon. Thank you to those of you who have decided to provide some of your... Canadian dollars. Uh, I think the exchange rate is about the same at the moment, uh, but I have no the, idea. The U.S. dollar just plummeted. <laughs> so one Canadian dollar will do it. That'll get you five U.S. dollars, That's and you will the jillions of Jurgen bucks. <laughs> so many Jurgen bucks, you will become a ratified peep uh, by supporting us for just five dollars a month. Really helpful. This show is not free to produce. Tie any other housekeeping from us. No, I'm too depressed for housekeeping. Fuck housekeeping. Let's end of housekeeping. Let's get right into sweep, it. Sweep sound, sweep sad, sound, sad whatever. sweep sound this time. Can we make the sweep sound can sadder you make it, than Yeah, normal? can you make it sadder? <laughs> big fancy musician over here. <laughs> fancy college boy. <laughs> college right, boy. Guys. <laughs> Which is sound effects. Which is sound effects. Guys. USA yes. versus Canada. Let's suit them up both gloves. Hey, Maddie, no saves. Turner. That's not true. Maddie Arsenal, he plays for Arsenal. He had a couple did saves. Did he have any this. saves? He did. Oh, yeah, he, did. Yeah, he, he had, had a double saves save, in one. Yeah, um, which yeah. we will get to. But Back four. Sergio Dest. We're going to see Robinson no Family saves. Band here. Uh, yes. We're going to yes, see indeed. Robinson Richards in the middle, which I'm, I'm psyched for, and Anthony Robinson on the left. Uh, fantastic. Beautiful. 
In the middle, we're going to have MMA, Tyler Adams, Eunice Noam, Eunice Lovem, Eunice Musa, and of course, the best is yet to come, Manifest Westony, Weston McKenney. Up front, we're going to have Brendan Aronson, A.A. Ron Swansong. At the nine, Giassi Zardes replaces Jesus Ferreira, and of course, Christian the Porcelain Prince, Polisic. Guys, uh, first, this, this one was hot and heavy. I'll say that much. Wow. What a game. Uh, if spicy I just, meatball. It was a spicy meatball. This was a fiery comet of a 90 minutes that we just witnessed. Um, and I'm still reeling, but just from my, you know, my inner observer behind my ego supporter of the USMNT, there is my, my inner peace, my inner Buddha observing all who's a neutral who says this game was, was hot fire. This was an incredible game of soccer. Four minutes in, uh, my first note here is that Weston McKenney did a little pigeon run um, all the way out to a throw-in and that he wore grippy gloves this time. The reason that's important to me is because Weston McKenney came out a little slow in this game. But more importantly, this game opened up six minutes in with a breakdown off a goal kick from Matt Turner, which led to a turnover. And Kyle Lahren comes right back up the gut. Uh, in truth, this was a nice combination play from Ka Anada. Two or three one-touch passes back and forth. And the U.S., who had come out strong, looking like the dominant team, were suddenly one down. Um, U.S. almost responded straight away off of the corner. Great corner kick from Pulisic, but Richards just couldn't quite get the purchase on it. Guys, for the next 20, 30 minutes, the U.S. looked like a truly dominant side. Um, really put Canada in their place in every way other than the scoreline. Uh, and there are a few, and there are a few highlights I'd like My to mention. Favorite. My favorite. <laughs> I love when that happens. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say, yeah. Comfort they, myself with all the XG. They put Canada in their place in every way, except for my favorite way, which is the score. The scoring. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, after about 16 minutes, there's a bunch of no calls for the U.S., including a very dubious fall from Pulisic. Uh, very yes, divey yes. here. Very divey indeed. And then after a bunch of those, the ref calls one against Brendan Aronson, who had gotten leveled in the box, seemed like body to body, fair play to me, uh, but somehow a foul against Aronson. Right around that time, I realized that this game is on fire. Um, WTP highlight here, Weston McKenney helping a Canada player up, as he likes to do, uh, and a little gamesmanship there, but Pulisic getting mad at him, saying, leave him alone. Nineteenth <laughs> um, minute. He's so helpful, Weston. He's so he helpful. What's that guy's name? He can't stop himself. What's the What's the credit for the Weston McKenney being the most helpful player? Oh, uh, Watke. Watke's all you. over Weston's helpfulness. He's I'm very sure helpful. This will feature heavily. Yes, yes. Nineteenth um, minute. Aronson slips Pulisic a perfectly weighted pass to the left, which Pulisic couldn't quite finish. And that wasn't the only time Aronson did something awesome like that. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, a moment in the 27th where Zardes breakaway got crossed in and it ends up bouncing out to Tyler Adams who takes a bad shot and I realized suddenly that no one on this side has a good long uh, long range finish uh, there's just no one on the field Yippers. who can do that 31st minute, this is the most Yippers. important moment in the game, if you remember mm -hmm. anything from this game recap, it's 30, 31 minutes in, GGG does a back pass to Serginho Dest, which I'm sure is already on fire in Twitter 34th minute goalkeeper. I realized goalkeeper Borjas was wearing the same sweatpants that I am right now. Um, I don't know how he's allowed to wear those in a professional soccer game. Straight, straight off the rack at Old Navy. 
So no goals. Uh, the, this one kind of ended with a McKenny dope double dribble in a dangerous area to kick off an attack. And finally, McKenny had woken up and made his way into this game. Pulisic earned the corner. McKenny almost put it away. Borjas with a nice save. Halftime. Exhale. Wow. What a half. Serious half. Canada came back uh, from the from halftime, really packing it in there. Uh, there was a there was a, a in the fifty third. Uh, there was just a lot of Canadian bodies in the box, um, and yet they still continue to get chances. In the 53rd minute, there was a counterattack that almost turned into a classic Jonathan Davies goal from the Kyle Lahren assist. Uh, 54th, the one-on-one, one versus one between Dest and Buchanan, which had been raging this whole 54 minutes, uh, turned into some head-to-head action, which you know I'm always a fan of, really upped the entertainment value, if you, <laughs> if you can imagine that. Um <laughs> Let's see. Uh, there's some shots. So in the 60th, Adams, Tyler Adams tries a packing stat pass, which I had been hoping, asking him to do. And I know he listens to the pod. Thank you for trying. But right after it, he pulls up. Thanks, Tyler. With a uh, thanks for thanks for hitting us up on Patreon. <laughs> Tyler is like seven of our <laughs> Patreon patrons. He pulls up after this attempt at yeah. a, at a packing stats pass, uh, which turned into a nice uh, opportunity actually for. For Canada at the end of the day, and and sadly, uh, Adams a few minutes later would have to come out of this one. The injury came right around the same time as another WTP highlight: McKenny teabagging a defender. Fantastic! There were three subs at once: um, Aronson for Morris, Adams for Acosta, and Zardes for Pepe. But when I say three subs at once, I mean that loosely. It would take about six minutes for all these subs to for the paperwork yeah, to get exactly, filed or whatever. Exactly, Turner yeah. was quite confused about whether or not it was a sub. <laughs> for, for visas to be approved <laughs> yeah. for these guys to get on the fucking field. Everyone's confused about that what the rough. hell is going on. That shit was rough. Um, they're right. dressing, they're undressing. And then we have, we have uh, in the seven... <laughs> dressing and undressing. In the 70th minute, uh, Matt Turner's only saves here. Um... Another routine goal kick that turns into a chance for Canada that comes right back up the gut. Uh, remember that phrase because we'll talk about it again. The real miracle here is that Kyle Lahren's follow-up isn't a better finish, but credit to yes. Matt Turner for keeping that elbow tight. Um, in the 73rd, worth mentioning, Ricardo Pepe has an attempted almost bicycle kick. It's kind of a scorpion angle kick, um, which I noted is less raffle than Pereira, but still you know, somewhat raffle. <laughs> Uh, Roughly, yeah. Roughly. Uh, right around Roughly-ish. then, Musa came out for Ariola and Des came out for Cannon. Morris ended up going out to the left and Pulisic to the 10. With 10 minutes left and the U.S. just started shoving it forward. Hoofing it, as they say. Uh, in the 80th, Morris was frustrated with Pepe for the third time somehow. In about seven minutes, Pepe had failed to provide Morris with service. 83rd, Richards goes down with a, a what I think is a stub toe, but it looked worse for Canadian player Ugbo, but Richards came out the worst for wear. 86th minute, I have to say, Ariola with the least raffle bicycle attempt of all. <laughs> the uh, oh, the winner of all the so bicycle attempts. So unraffle. Ariola just rips himself into, he, he could have, with the amount of torque he generated, he could have done three backflips. He really, <laughs> he really went for it. Um, some Cirque du Soleil shit. Real Cirque du Soleil shit. That was some <laughs> Yedlin shit right there. In the 91st, uh, Morris earns a free kick 35 yards out, which Pulisic shoots, I guess. That was a shot. And then finally... Ah, oh, so cringe. So cringe, Pulisic. Christian. Why'd you do that? Five plus minutes into extra time. Um, once again, I'm going to butcher this 
this fine young gentleman's name. Ada Kugbe, I will attempt. Um, we've we've earned some uh, some some butchering names points. I think that's fair. Our life experience. <laughs> I think yeah. that is fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, both as Fujimoras just in the Sorry. world, and also yeah. as USMNT fans watching on streams. Um, those are both <laughs> just littered with mispronunciations. Okay, so sorry. No, there's no excuse Ada, for this Ada, disrespect. Ada Kugbe. Five minutes in the U.S. is cramming everything go. forward. Give it a, a little effort. A broken play uh, leads to good sir Ada Kugbe streaming down the middle, cuts cuts around a U.S. defender. 30 yards out, all alone, incredibly beautiful finish to BH. Also, Sick finish. Also, Sick celebration. shouts to the meditation celebration. Straight into Clayton's heart, this guy. Yeah, this guy This guy really did it. I'll never forget you, Adekugbe. Um, I know you now. I love you now. <laughs> You've really earned it. <laughs> and hey, uh, this one we ended. We are one. This, we are one. This one ended 2 nothing with Borja celebrating like Mats Hummels just won the World Cup. And crying for I some know, reason. Like Rafael Nadal yeah. <laughs> weeping. Jesus, yeah. dude. It's unbelievable. Just take it easy, all right? But um, all right, two nothing. That sucks. We lost. Ty, what were your first impressions? After the last game, we talked about how the U.S. has had a habit of starting poorly in games and typically has been able to dig out of that. And we talked about how against better opponents, they're not necessarily going to give you that chance to get back in the game. So the U.S. has put itself in a position like this several times during qualifying, notably against Costa Rica, uh, you might remember from the, the fall window, and the El Salvador game that we just watched. And they've been able to find a way. And that's the hallmark of a successful team. But where this team will really need to grow is dealing with that kind of situation against a higher level opponent in a more difficult environment. And the U.S. came up short today. Now, the silver lining is that because of our relatively comfortable position in the table at this point, because of the fact that Panama lost to Costa Rica in the last match day, the math, the math works out for the U.S. to not be in too bad of a position after this loss. But what will really define success or failure here is if the U.S. is able to learn something from this game, grow from the experience, and make adjustments so that we stop putting ourselves in these positions where we have to come from behind. It's fair. It's fair. This was a this felt typical in many respects. However, I have to say my impression was that the U.S. actually came out the way they needed to, and that this. Uh, you know, this That's possible. The goal that happened yeah. was a really well-taken opportunistic situation from a bad goal kick. Wait, um, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. You you think that this was a... I, I thought this was entirely Miles Robinson's fault. You didn't... Uh, okay, well, let's break down the goal chance in a second. Um, okay, all right. Let's do that in a second, because my general impression was that the U.S. came out, was played well in this first half. My feeling that, you know, this was a diff, this to me felt really different than the Costa Rica first half or a lot of the first halves we've seen in qualifying. This felt like the U.S. was combining. They were, they, you know, they dominated Canada, which I think is something we've been waiting to see um, from this group of players. And, and to me, you know, I, I don't, I know this sounds um, sort of like, 
this is going to be really upsetting for, for fans of the USMNT, and I understand why. However, I just think if if not for the scoreline, we were looking at a really good performance in that first half, and that goal came was from kind of a fluky situation. There's there's definitely plenty of positives, and and Canada. If you're a Canada fan, I don't think you're looking at this and thinking that you're you know perfect that that you know that that changes don't need to be made to how Canada came out. So yeah, that's that's totally fair. But I also think it it does get overrated like when a team has a good midfield game that becomes an excuse to paper over any other flaws right and we we saw several times that the u.s was able to build out of midfield but as soon as they got into the box they lost their composure they made bad decisions mm-hmm. pulisic uh basically a- anybody aside from um aronson was consistently kind of just making wasteful choices in the final third so yes, the U.S. did win midfield, but midfield is a third of the field, and just winning midfield does not win you the game. And I think it's it's kind of like a false narrative that gets perpetuated often because it, the game looks a lot better when you win midfield, but you have to win the other parts of the field too. Mm. This is fair, Ty. This is fair, and it is well said. The goal. I thought this was a uh, this was a, a turnerverse mistake that we entered the we entered the bizarro <laughs> turnerverse. Uh, the, it's like it's like the the Hades of the the Turner comic universe. Yes, exactly. Um, we're constantly <laughs> in this Doctor Strange experience with this guy. He, I thought yeah. it was just a poorly taken goal kick, and then a yep. potentially savable, um, which you almost never say about Matt Turner. But I did think this was potentially almost savable. Never. He got hands on it. it Could have been savable. stiffer yeah. in the wrists. Yes. What what did you think happened in this uh, goal? What went so, wrong? So, right. So yeah, the turnover um, isn't great, but that's that kind of thing's going to happen. You know, you have the ball bouncing around midfield plenty of times in the game. But what what I I saw in the goal is that uh, Miles Robinson just got spun by Laren in a, a pretty like innocuous situation where you know I think Robinson was expecting Laren to kind of like. Um, play back to goal and like try to find a ball and Laren just kind of got him by surprise and just got him by half a step. But I thought it was, it was just a classic center back mistake that led to the chance. And then obviously, you know, Turner, his entire value is in being able to stop some of these situations that other keepers can't stop. So it's kind of like, it's, it's weird to critique him because it's far from a obvious save opportunity, but for Turner, you feel like this is the entire reason that he's in there. So he, you know, he was immediately pointing at himself after the goal and and taking taking the blame. And I think you would have to say, given his reputation, given that the deficiencies that he has in the other parts of his game, that's something that he needs to come up with. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to say that about Turner, but it's also like this is what we've come to expect. Um... And yeah, also, I mean, it's how you get signed to a huge club is like yeah. you, you come up with these kind of ridiculous saves that that other people can't, you know, so it's it's it would be unfair if it was a normal goalkeeper. But we're not talking about a normal goalkeeper and we should have a higher standard than that now. That is fair. Um, what, you know, we're also talking about a group that we've come to expect will pull these things out and figure this out. So our standards are yeah, raising yeah. and that is good. Um, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And the, uh, like I said, I think it's it's all good. It's all a learning opportunity 
as long as you don't don't start jeopardizing qualification, you know, and and we could very well be in a position where qualification could start to become in doubt. Uh, luckily, the the last match went well for the U.S. Um, in terms of the other results from the other games, and this one so far, as we record, um, uh, Panama is losing to Jamaica, so it's it, it could become kind of a scrum for that that fourth place spot which would be fantastic for the u.s that would enable us to to continue to keep a cushion above that uh that group so you know luckily i think we're going to be able to look back on this as a learning opportunity and not as you know meaningful points dropped in the end um but it is it's definitely it's definitely dicey and it, it def- we definitely learned the deficiencies of the team uh in in certain regards today yeah, it would also be hard to live it down if Canada beat us, you know, to the first place World Cup qualifying spot. You know, that is a little embarrassing to look at this table and to just think about the rest of the world looking at this table the way you do at, you know, Asian qualification or African qualification or European qualification. You, you, you're not watching all the games, so you just check in and you see, oh, Denmark is 10-0 and 0 or whatever. And you get it. You kind of immediately pick up the narrative of qualification from the record. And f- when you look at the record, I mean, Canada is far and away the best team in the region right now. <laughs> it's like that's that's a that hurts. That hurts given how hype we, you know, have been and still are about this generation of players. Yeah, it's a little bit like looking down at second or third place Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's and I don't know. I mean, do you think that? I, I guess you'd have to admit that the U.S. has not been the best team in the region through qualification so far. It's, it has been shaky. You know, they have enough talent to just kind of plow through situations that, uh, you know, enough situations to maintain a good position. But they they haven't been convincing. Yeah, I think this is what it must have felt like to be Mexico for the past 10 years. You're winning the midfield, as you say. You have clearly better players at better clubs mm-hmm. and you're but and yet you're just kind of barely pulling out these victories and sort of uh you know playing a plucky US side that that somehow surprises you and it's really frustrating and annoying that's very fair i never thought about it that way but yeah i'd like the we've talked about the ridiculous and frustrating phenomenon of mexico kind of always pulling it out um like in this this match against jamaica um last round and from the U.S. perspective, it ends up being this annoying dominance. But from a Mexican perspective, I'm sure it's very stressful. Like, I think I'd, I'd be freaking out in the corner just as much if I was a Mexico fan watching them constantly going, you know, <laughs> going to these heart palpitating <laughs> the situations as I am, as I am uh, when the U.S. is like, you know, barely winning or not winning enough, you know, yeah, <laughs> anything yeah. less than 100 percent is it stresses me out. So, yeah, I, I, that makes a lot of sense. I, I get what you mean. And I guess I is that is that like a general principle? I'm sorry, I'm just like, laughing about that... I'm still laughing about the parallel universe tiny Thai who's who's born and bred or yeah, born in <laughs> born in China, <laughs> raised in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> we love El Tree. <laughs> <laughs> and we loved El Tree. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, it's not that far from the truth. <laughs> there's a, that's, 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 there's, there is a, a duality there yes. to, to all of us. Yes, uh, there is. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. It's it's um, that's that is a part of this kind of fandom. But I'm I'm just like, I don't know. Is that something that we need to get used to? Like that your shiny toys aren't always going to deliver what you are thinking or is it that this team just needs to mature to get to a point where we will be like you know dominating games and then also winning games yeah i think that it is something we need to get used to i think the nature of the international game is that you just hope that your team peaks at the right time and you have like a great tournament of some kind right right you know i don't think yeah like is there a, a nation whose fans go into the world cup thinking oh we got this no, and there's also or not, is it is everyone freaking out inside? Like I us? think everyone's freaking out inside, like us. And I think when you look at, I, I've never tried this, but I bet if you look back at the qualifying runs for teams that have won the World Cup, it doesn't look as good as it does when they get to the World Cup. Like I think what happens sure. for winning World Cup winning sides is they get it, their shit together at just the right time, and it's really hard to do that for an international side. Like it's just very hard to get all the pieces to align. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the international game is so um, uh, random because you have all these different factors that are out of your control that affect your personnel, right? So so you have injuries that they have with their club team and, and form and personality, and you have like this occasional situations with teams where they have like too many strikers and not enough midfielders and all this stuff. And there's the, you, you just have to deal with it. You can't, you can't go out and, and find more or, or make a change. So um, yeah, there is, there is a ton of just like luck involved in, in having a national team come together at the right time to win a tournament. Yeah. It hurts, man. It hurts. Um, but this but team, this, so let's say, this let's team say is getting there more was a, solid than, than, you know, uh, it's been for it's ever been it's becoming a solid thing the way they play i i agree i mean but it, let's say there was a large international tournament um starting today do you think that the u.s would be in a good position to like make a run or do you think it's still too early for this team to like contend for an international prize uh i think it's still too early yeah, I think it's I'm hoping it's about 11 months too early. And I think it might be about just the right time. It truly might be about 11 <laughs> months too so? early. Absolutely, I think yeah. so. Yeah, we need you know we need some things to go right. The injuries you know are a huge deal for us. And but if you think about what this team was playing like 11 months ago, you know we're trending good. Sure. We're trending in the right sure, direction. Sure. Well, where let's let's think back. So where were we 11 months ago? 12 months ago? So last last Oof. January was the. It was like a friendly against Switzerland, I think, was the January friendly that they lost. Or yeah, they had they, and they had the window with like Jamaica, Northern Ireland, where they they like crushed Jamaica. Is this Tyler Boyd time and beat Northern Ireland. I think Tyler Tyler was Boyd was involved. Ago. Or was that? I, I, I think ago. he's been involved sooner. This was like the, when Kellen Acosta was. It was like, oh wow, Kellen Acosta's back, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it became every match must feature Kellen Acosta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, to your point, like a lot can change. Yeah. I don't think Chris Richards was ready at that point, right? No. And then, like, if you look back, you know, twelve months before that, that's when Geo wasn't ready, and then Geo is now Gio firmly ready. As long as he's 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 yeah, exactly. as long as he's healthy, he's ready. So so you're right, and I think you will see a, a coalescing, and you will like especially with the amount of time that the team gets to spend together potentially if they were to qualify for a. Uh, a World Cup, so 
that there's there's reason to believe that these kinks can get ironed out. Yeah, you know, and and it, I think we will we will look back at this cycle as this being the the prologue to the future story of this team, obviously centered around this home World Cup in 2026. So I think when we're looking back on these kind of moments, we hopefully will will think of it as sort of like the youthful errors that that were necessary in order for the team to kind of gel and, and become who they're meant to be. And I hope as well it will be that time when we still didn't have a clear nine. Before yeah, fill in the blank yeah. became a Before legend. Before fill in the blank, yeah. Well, and, and I was... Uh, also remarking at the ridiculous Pulisic free kick that never should have been taken and thinking, and I was talking to my friend about how like there's, there is really no marksman in the U S side. And that's actually something we could really use because they just do, they go for wave after wave after wave of cutting to the, like getting to the byline and cutting the ball back, which is great and, and works a lot. But what that does is it vacates all this space, like, by the D and, you know, 25 yards out that someone could really exploit if, if we had someone who could, who could take those chances, but it's just one of those things. that's just not really in our player pool right now. It, it and isn't. I wonder if the, or, or I wonder if we're missing someone that's there who we're not kind of fully utilizing. Right. Right. Who was the, who was the, there was like a skinny Mexican American kid that Kwame oh, was a big um, fan of. Yeah. Uh, um, he went to PSV for a minute. PSV, yeah. yeah. What's that dude's fucking name? I know who you're God talking damn about. it. What I know is who his name? Shout yeah. out, reach out to us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it comes in, it's been around. Kellen Acosta has at times, you know, kind of uh, um, had he shades can, of that. He can hit it. He can hit yeah. a, a curler. Um, anyways, anyways, it is missing, but it's, you know, it, it, I, I feel like that's something we can find somewhere in the yeah. pool. Yeah. And it's, there is like, what do you think of the, the principle that like plan a isn't working? We needed, we need a plan B, or do you think it's just keep plugging away at plan a it'll work eventually? It's keep plugging plan a and, but, but the the thing you said about the d is like a plan a1 a2 you know yeah 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 and you yeah, need right, to have right. your plan a has got to be more complex than just one way of scoring one consistent we do way the, of scoring, yeah, yeah we do the cutback thing that's our go to and then right. that vacates space by the d and then we we rip shots from there or something right yeah 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 exactly yeah you want your like supplementary plan mm-hmm. to be supplementary. the natural supplementary. consequence of whatever your normal thing is going to be yeah yeah, yeah and it's it, it was it was really interesting to me how canada didn't pack it in for a long time and kept leaving lots and lots of space and and just kept risking the ball and i feel like canada had maybe a dozen midfield turnovers or something like that it was really bad and i i i I thought inevitably that at some point the u.s would be able to convert one of them but they just couldn't find a way was that canadian defense or was that just the u.s kind of not clicking at the pivotal moment i think it was a chaotic game um i think there was just a lot of a lot of uh wibble wobble out there 
And I think that serves Canada at the moment. They have some sort of, uh, I don't know what incense they're burning over there. What the fuck? They've got a team of destiny vibe. They really do, man. They really do. It's like, doesn't their, their, their goals are coming from anywhere. Players I've never heard of. Not that I'm an expert in the Canadian national team, but you'd think, you know, by now I would have been familiar with whoever, whoever these players are that are slotting, slotting one past Arsenal's Matt Turner, uh, in Mm -hmm. elegant fashion, but yeah. And there, and it's, it's like, there was a gravitational pull to the back of the net there. It felt is what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I guess it's partially to do with a really solid home field advantage that they've been able to, guess, to kind of carve out. Over I guess. Years. I don't know how they're doing this, but that was a, it was a raucous crowd. Yeah. Wasn't it supposed to be half full? I thought, what happened to that? Um, I did not hear that. It, de- it definitely didn't look that way. Yeah. They got I was, I was watching on uh, Telemundo. So I, I missed, uh, I missed some some detail. Oh, um, did you have Tab Ramos on your broadcast? Yes, I had Tab Ramos on my broadcast. Wow, what, a fall, what a fall from grace for Tab Ramos. What do you mean fall from grace? I mean, he went from being in line, what it seemed like to be the USMNT like the, the head, coach US head coach, yeah, to broadcasting yeah. for Telemundo, which I assume is his second choice. Wouldn't... Uh, uh, for for even gig, for broadcasting. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great gig, but uh, we we would assume it's his second choice. I mean, yeah, I, I think he um, the the Houston thing hurt because it that was I think his first like major club job. Yeah, and he just really didn't do well. But I, I feel like he should just go back and do the twenties. He was just so good at that. <laughs> he was perfect. Slot, he's like yeah, play your he's, role. He's G. like. He's uh, taciturn enough to get things, you know, to, to get the job done. But he is like mentory enough to connect with the players. Sure, sure, sure. Right. And I thought he would be a great choice for senior coach. He's just uh, it, it, the way he told it. Basically, someone made the decision internally that he should was not to be considered. And he didn't really get the chance to try. Hmm. Well, well, well. Here we are. Question: When did Weston McKenney become a player who can, like, fit, dribble people, like, take people on the dribble on command? I don't remember him ever he, being this guy. Yeah, and I, 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 I didn't talk about this enough in the last game, but he was an absolute force of nature in the midfield in the last game. And in this game, he was almost as good. I, like you said, slow start. And he did have his moments where he, he tried to dribble one too many guys out. But he has a knack for this, like finding a way to just carve out a, an inch of space in the midfield and then spring the pass. And he, he just does it again and again and again. And he just absorbs all of this pressure and then it's like a double whammy because once he releases the ball, you know, not only did he escape that pressure, but all of that pressure is stuck around him and not around the ball. So whoever's receiving the ball is, is receiving it in space because all of that attention was going to Weston. So it's, it's a killer uh, ability that, that he has. And, and I, it's amazing to think he's, he's still so young and still growing. 
that attribute is only going to get better and better yeah, as man. he gets more experience. He's, as he becomes one of the better players on the field, because he's been one of the worst players on the field for most of his career because he started as a teenager. So he's, you know, he's had to play a very utilitarian style. And as he's grown up and and now when he takes the field, he's typically one of the better players on the field. His his creative side, his artist side is coming out. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, that's true. But and that's that's kind of the to to extend the metaphor, he had his kind of like art school days where he has to go through critique and he has to he has to learn a bunch of shit that he doesn't care about and he has to kind of like pay his dues and and you know intern and all this stuff and be in a studio assistant and and now he gets he's having done that his creative side is much better because he's he's done the work this is true you gotta so do I think the work I, th- I think there's a direct analogy there where he he had to kind of carry some water at shalka for a while and he was he was being relied on. He was definitely like I don't know if I would say he was one of the worst players, but he was definitely not like the the team wasn't revolving around whether Weston could pull off. Well, he was yeah he was a, he was an average player for Schalke, which was a below average team in the league. You know, right, so. right, right, exactly. And now he's a he's but he, a better than average player for you know one of the better teams in the league. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, and he it's fully deserved. I yeah. mean, he's he's right there at that level. So. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't enough to, you know, he he only generated like five or six great counterattacks, not not enough for the U.S. to find one to put away. But yeah. um, but, it, you know, and, and then the other thing that's ah, that just killed me about this game is that they burned Polisic and they burned McKenney for 90. Yeah. So they're unlikely, I would have to think, for Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday and versus Honduras. That's a problem. Honduras, by the way. Oh, uh, where third where game... is that in in the in the U.S.? Oh yeah, I don't know. Let's let me click on this thing. We'll look it up real see quick. See if it pops up. Yes, yeah, the third Allianz Field. It's the third game. Oh, Allianz. Okay. Uh, which is where now? That's in uh, Minneapolis. Okay. Very cool. So that's that's good. I like I like the cold weather. That makes sense. That worked for Canada against Honduras recently. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's. That's a solid choice and a, a, a great, uh, great field, great atmosphere. It's going to be yeah. so. It's tough, um, man. But yeah, the, the personnel is going to be stretched because they 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 tried really hard and they they might have been barking up the wrong tree trying to squeeze one point out of this game versus ensuring that we lock in the three. I don't know against Honduras. I'm, I'm definitely glad that uh, I'm. I'm going to take that back. I'm yeah, glad that they went balls to the wall to try to win this one. And they, you know, I'm going to double down on it. The U.S. really showed up right. I really hope these these guys and and you listeners out there like don't take this too much to heart. The way that Canada won this game was was kind of a miracle. Smash and, and grab. It was a total smash and grab. And this was one of the better U.S. performances we've seen, in my opinion, 90-minute performances. It just didn't quite come together. And we're missing the final piece, sure, on the goal scorer. And we got beat on a couple... We we got beat on three chances, three really good chances, that Canada scored two of. All three of those were difficult chances. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I would agree, except that we really only had a handful of shots on goal. You know, if we're if we were peppering the goal and you know the goal the the Borhan is standing on his head and you know denying the U.S. over and over, I feel like that's kind of a qualification to say like yeah you know we did our best it didn't come together like I 
I don't I don't think we were sharp enough in the final third. And I think it was namely the decision making under pressure. The final that did ball. That final ball. Yeah. The last son. the last ball was bad. And then just the ideas weren't necessarily there. It was a lot of just like, you know, the default idea around around our uh, attacking approach. And they didn't mix it up enough and they didn't find enough opportunities to do creative things. All right. All righty. So there you go. Hopefully listeners between Ty and I, you've got, you've got your opinion voiced, <laughs> but if it's not reach out to us on Twitter at WTP pod, Ty, are there any I'm guessing Twitter says burn it down, yeah, burn that's, it down. <laughs> that's probably Greg right. That's out. I guess I haven't looked Tab but, yeah. in. Greg out, Greg out, Greg out. <laughs> what did Greg do wrong this time? Uh, Greg did do something wrong this time real quick what? before we go. Um, the subs, man, come on, Greg. When you're in a game where your main thing is not working, one of the best things that you can do is mix it up a little bit. Switch the look. Change the personnel. Give give a different dimension to what we're doing. And Greg just sits on his hands so long, all the time. It's so frustrating. I normally agree with you. I just think that what we were doing was working. It was. We were so close. I don't know. Therein lies the rub. Therein lies the rub. But I, what 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 is weird to me about it? Okay, there's just still internal inconsistency because he waits like he waits until the I think it was the 68th minute that to use any sub. Then it's a triple sub that over like six minutes, like you said, and then it's a double sub like ten minutes later. So he waits so long to change anything, and then he changes everything all at once. Hmm. And I just feel like, like if that's your plan is to like burn all the subs by you know the seventy seventh minute, why not use one of them in the fiftieth minute? Just uh, you know, add a little energy or change something up or give give a different angle. And it, I, I just consistently am disappointed by his in-game adjustments to 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 turn around or like modify or avert the way that the game is going. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Pepe for Zardes in the 60th would have been cool. Yeah, or maybe no Pepe. I don't know. I thought Pepe looked lively. No Zardes at all. (laughs) We'll play with 10. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Tim Weah not featuring for so long was a mistake. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, Yeah, well, there was... Tim Weah... um, Amos told me this yesterday. Tim Weah had a... It's a COVID thing. He couldn't get... He had a COVID... He had one COVID shot. And then got COVID, so couldn't get his second shot, but was in France, that's fine. But it, and in America, that's fine. And in Canada, it's not. So he couldn't get into Canada. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, I totally missed that there was a there was an issue there. That's too bad. Yeah. All right, Greg in. Greg in. Greg I is approve. fine. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, y'all. Um, I just think we need to be a little bit more savvy about seeing the way the wind is blowing and making adjustments sooner. And and we've we've said over and over, a little, what is it, just enough, a little too late? Yeah. Like, sometimes it really is too late. You know, maybe if the U.S. had 10 more minutes, we would have found an equalizer in this one. But the clock stops for nobody yeah, yeah. and we just ran out of time it's a damn shame about that adam's injury it's like a glute pull so we could be we could be down pulisic mckenny and adams yep on wednesday yep 
thanks to Tyler's glute. And Des, too, who also went ni- and Des, not quite yeah. 90, I guess, but almost. Oh, my, oh, my. Well, at least we have the MLS All-Star team. Yeah, absolutely. Ariola's back. You got this, Pauly Ariola Nips. <laughs> He's back. Man, Jordan Morris, Pauly Nips. This is, I was just thinking, I was thinking during All this game hits. that, like, the way Pulisic thinks about those, he, Pulisic, if I were Pulisic and I was playing with Jordan Morris and Pauly Ariola Nips, I would associate those players with my memories of failing to qualify last cycle and being the only good player on the team. <laughs> oh my God. Was, was Paul Ariola Nips involved? I don't really know. It's just a brain. It's just so. a vibe thing. It's, it's just, just like, that's the yeah, type of player that was around. That's exactly. And then the there was one Pulisic. Yeah. And then, and here yes, we are exactly. another cycle later with like a bunch of players sort of in the Pulisic vein the chris richards of the world the desks the exactly fantastic smooth cultured yeah Yeah, good um, touch hey if if that last thing is if if that areola goal goes in we're we're greg in and you know everything's roses (laughs) so no worries and it would be the once again we would have witnessed the best day of Polly Ariola Nip's life. It would have topped <laughs> the last time we witnessed the best day of Polly Ariola Nip's life. Instead, it's but that's unfortunately the story of his career is just missing by a foot. You know, in all these pivotal spots, it's happened in two Gold Cup finals, happened here, happened in other games. He's just, just not sharp enough, just not crisp enough with his finish, his touch, to really make the big difference. But he can still be a useful piece. I'm just, I wish, I wish I was seeing someone else come off the bench in a, in a moment where we really yeah. need an impact. Yeah. Seems like a great guy though. Shouts, shouts. To seems him. like a great guy. Um, man, Brendan Aronson is the guy you want to see, huh? Have we celebrated his performance enough? He's amazing. Holy when moly. When Tim Weah can't get that second vaccine shot, it's fine. We're fine. We've got Aronson on the way. This guy is a nutcase. Cannot be stopped. He's he's a beast. He's a beast. Bielsa, you're so welcome. It's it's, it's uh, Brendan Aronson's team on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Give him the keys. Yeah, yeah. Hand him the Prius. All right, folks. Um, <laughs> I like I like big fluffy hats. Wow, I thought that was going a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot lie. Um, I like rubber boots that are waterproof. Yeah. Um and I and I like wide shovels. Okay. All things that are useful when it's a snowstorm in Brooklyn. But I don't love any of that stuff as much as I absolutely love the gnats. Let's go, boys. Let's go, boys. Keep the faith. It's we the peeps. It's we the peeps. Welcome to We The Peeps. Are you ready for We The Peeps? Holy moly, it's We The Peeps.